Good morning, everybody. 3rd of November, Melbourne Cup Day, RBA Day, US Election Day. I don't think I've seen a busier week. What else have we got? FOMC meeting on Friday, our time. Wednesday, Thursday meeting for them. Jobs numbers on Friday as well. US results season continues. We're in the middle of the bank's results season. Busy, busy, busy. Except today, the volume is very low. Thanks to Melbourne Cup Day, I assume. And our market, despite Wall Street being up 423, our futures this morning were only up five. And we are flying along, up 75 points. And the excuse for that is the RBA meeting today at 2.30. And the futures market is telling us there is a 84% chance of a cut in rates from 0.25% to 0.1%, which you and I know is almost irrelevant, but it does have a sentimental impact on the market. As we saw on that day that Bill Evans at Westpac suggested they might cut rates a month or so ago and the market jumped 140 points that day. We are doing something similar today. Anyway, up 75. It's all good. Interestingly, that the banks are being left behind a little bit. Westpac had results yesterday. And in the strategy piece today, I have reproduced the research for Westpac and the chart. And the chart's still very much down. And Westpac's down today. NAB, CBA and ANZ are up. But the message from the Westpac results is that the results were below expectations. Dividend was below expectations. And this dividend, 31 cents, only offers a 1.7% yield. So there's no reason to really chase that. For the dividend alone, the only reason you'd buy it for the dividend is if the share price was going up and the chart tells you it's going down. So the basic message is the results season hasn't been fabulous so far. For the banks, they weren't expected to be fabulous results, of course. We have Westpac going ex-dividend on Wednesday next week. That's the 11th. We've got ANZ going ex-dividend. They've recently had results on Monday next week, the 9th. NAB's got results on Thursday, November 5th. Fireworks Day and my wedding anniversary. And it goes ex-dividend. NAB goes ex-dividend on November the 12th. Macquarie has results on Friday as well. They go ex-dividend November 16th. So plenty going on in the bank sector. But the general response so far has been rather muted. Right, moving away from the banks. How did I get onto the banks? I have a little chart in the strategy piece today from the Market Index website, which is the website that shows you all directors' transactions. I've been scanning those. Nothing to report recently. And they have a chart of index volatility for the ASX 200. And it is right over at high volatility. So they are expecting high volatility over the next 30 days. That's just a reflection of the ASX 200 VIX index. Some of you may not know that whilst we all talk about the VIX index in the US, there is actually a VIX index over the ASX 200 as well. And that is at high levels at the moment. And not surprisingly, the election could do anything to us. Anything could be positive or negative. Let's just cover the election headlines today. Biden leading in national polls, battleground states getting tighter, a surge in votes by mail suggests that there will be no quick result. There are legal challenges already afoot. The Republicans have had a bid to have 127,000 postal votes discounted, and that got overturned in court overnight. Trump's denying the story that he's going to declare victory on the night if he's ahead on the night. 
There's a debate over whether the Democrats are going to gain Senate control, which is important because it'll affect the size and speed of any stimulus bill. If they get a clear majority, the expectation is that the market will bounce on expectations of a large stimulus bill happening very quickly. But the overall message for Election Day is that Trump is expected to put in a better showing on the day, which we've called the Red Mirage. And that is expected to be overcome by what's being called the blue shift of postal votes later in the week. So the show is about to begin. We will doubtless spend tomorrow worrying about that. Either way, the market's looking for certainty rather than uncertainty. And a contested result that ends up in court is possibly the worst outcome for the market. It has gone into the new year before now when there has been a dispute. And if anyone is going to create one, that's going to be Trump, isn't it? Any On that basis, any short-term weakness, there will be a result at some point. Any short-term weakness over the uncertainty is going to be generally short-term, which you could call a buying opportunity if you thought the market was a buy. So taking advantage of short-term weakness on uncertainty is probably in some people's minds. But the main message today is how strong the market is. And if we look at the AI, SX200 chart, you'll see it's coming off the top. It's moved from the top to the towards the bottom end of the trading range. And you would imagine that if the election can give us a result, if the FOMC can print a lot of money on Friday, if we get a rate cut today, you might just find a few traders getting ready to do a bit of buying. As we approach the bottom of the trading range, you can see that on the chart in the trading section. On the S&P 500 as well, very clear trading range at the moment. The S&P 500 index is 32.75. Support is at 32.00. Not that we're great believers in support and resistance lines, but you can see that they are getting to be bottom of the short-term trading range or the three-month trading range as well. An election just could be the catalyst for a bounce. So traders, I wouldn't get too brave until the election's out of the way, but if that gets out of the way in a clear manner, there's room for the market to bounce a little bit today, and that's certainly what we're seeing here. Right, worth saying that the US market is now closing at 8 a.m. our time. There are times during the year when, thanks to daylight savings, it closes at 6 a.m. our time. It's now closing 8 a.m. our time. Newsletters hate that because it means they've got to wait and wait and wait. And usually to get the absolute numbers, they'll change in the last on the on the systems we use like Bloomberg and Reuters. They continue to change for 20 minutes after the market's closed. So we have to wait till about 8.20 before we can publish our table. So if you're finding that our stuff is getting up a little bit later than usual or an hour later than usual, you know why. Right, a few other little headlines. Financial Times is talking about Eurozone GDP downgrades on the back of lockdowns. And the Times in the UK is talking about the UK being on the brink of a double dip recession. And on that front, you might be aware UK lockdowns started on Thursday. They run until December the 2nd and they include more significant Australian style closures. Closures of rather than that rather laughable thing when they said they were going to shut their pubs at 10 p.m. They are closing pubs, bars, restaurants and non-essential retail and they're giving putting out a stay home order. This is in the UK. It'll run from this Thursday till December the 2nd. It's only a month. They're going to have to go a lot longer than that if they really want to do anything about it. And you're going to have to stay at home unless you've got a reason to leave. And Greece, Belgium, Austria have followed lockdown measures, which are again a bit half-half in France and Germany. And New York, if you want to go to New York or move into the state 
from another state, you have to test negative to coronavirus, then spend three days in quarantine, and then test negative on the fourth day before you're allowed in. So all these lockdowns are going to affect GDP numbers if they carry on too long, although the hopes are that there will be a vaccine by the end of the year and the markets will see through the GDP downgrades to the GDP recovery just as soon as that becomes clear. Meanwhile, in the US, things are just like, as Fauci says, the US could not possibly be positioned any worse going into winter. An abrupt change is needed in response. I don't think Fauci wants Trump to win the election, so he's painting as nasty a picture as he can. Trump has said that he may fire Fauci after the election. They have, uh, the, or the number I thought was the most significant, apart from 99,000 cases in a day on Friday, 43 cases growing numbers by 5% or more overnight, hospitalizations at a record in 18 states. The number I thought was most important was seven-day average of case numbers in the U.S. is up 25% in a week. We're talking about an exponential curve here and irrelevant of a vaccine. If they don't act to contain cases, they are losing lives because the death rates are ripping up as well now. They are losing lives that could be saved. And that's possibly the point that two, three, six months, however long it takes for a vaccine to become effective and be distributed. That is a long time on an exponential curve. So they're deciding they have to do something about it. And that is a big risk for the market. Soon as the vaccine arrives, you look through all the pain to the other side. And it's not here yet. Other quick stuff, house prices. I imagine you've seen the core logic numbers yesterday. They saw national house prices up 0.2% in the month in October, which is the first rise since the coronavirus hit. If you remember, we were talking about, or commentators were predicting a 10%, certainly a 5%, 10% drop in house prices from top to bottom over coronavirus. Some were predicting 20% with a bottoming in the middle of next year. Well, they've already appeared to have bottomed and clearance rate, auction clearance rates are at 77% nationally, nationally up from 68% last year. Sydney, 79.6% up from 74.6% last year and Melbourne, 75.8% up from 69%. In other words, the housing market seems to be coming back. You might have seen the CSR results, which popped CSR and Boral both 5.7% of 5.5% yesterday. The building sector is doing okay. Chatting to one of the parents of one of the kids that goes to school with my son, Archie. He was saying as a builder, he felt guilty because he just kept going to work throughout the whole of coronavirus. So maybe that's one sector to focus on. Meanwhile, my brother, a doctor at Chelsea and Westminster Hospital, spoke to him this week, or spoke to him last night rather, and he says that there is widespread scaremongering on the news, but the reality is that hospitals in London are pretty quiet, which is at odds with the desperate scenarios being painted on TV. He says hospitals are busier in the north. You might have seen some of those maps that have divided England into two or three, saying safe a bit dodgy and the north of England is, yep, it's on the map. On the soft commodity front, China have started customs inspections on Australian rock lobster. Australia's stopped exporting rock lobster. Seems China has still got it in for us on soft commodities. And I quite like this phrase. One of the newswires coined the comment in the, in an article overnight, said that the sectors that benefit from at-home trends 
were doing well in the stock market. And the phrase was the at-home trends have been work, learn, watch, eat. There you go. Any stocks exposed to people working, learning, watching and eating. And that is cloud-based businesses, automotive, housing and digital spending, particularly on advertising, apparently. Anyway, there we go. That's about it. As I say, quiet day. I imagine it's going to be a quieter afternoon. Few lunches going on. I think we're losing Henry to a lunch with Evans and Partners today. Enjoy that, Henry. We will struggle on in your absence. Henry deserves the odd lunch. And a good day to have one. 29 degrees in Melbourne. Thank you very much. As I leave you, market up 76, energy sector flying. Oh, that was the other thing to mention. Or maybe I did mention it. Russia trying to extend production cuts by three months. You don't buy on the first day of the bounce, but the energy sector at some point is going to be a great recovery sector. They have been trending hard down anyway for one day, trending hard up. Always worth keeping the energy sector in your or on your watch list for the day at bottoms. US futures up 48 as I leave you. They've been that all morning. Ready for 24 hours of election hype comfortable with the market today let's hope let's hope that continues you have a great melbourne cup day no tips for you i'm afraid or or there is one tip keep it in your pocket and today oh whilst i remember today i have published an article about bookies have a look at that on the website today you have a good day and i will speak to you tomorrow 